Well, welcome back once again to another episode of Theology Doesn't Suck. As always, I am one of your hosts, uh, Josh Patterson. However, today, if you've been listening for uh, for any amount of time, uh, I do not have Andy with me. And actually, the reason for that is if you guys haven't heard on uh, any of our social media accounts or our website or anything yet, uh, Andy has actually decided to go ahead and step back, step away from uh, recording the podcast with us. Uh, He has a variety of answers, uh, reasons for that. And instead of me trying to make them up, I'm just going to read his goodbye uh, blog post for you guys. So this is uh, saying goodbye. It says, hey, everyone. This is from Andy, in case there's nothing else indicating that. I'm sad to say that after seven months and 30 episodes, I will be stepping back from the podcast. I don't honestly expect this to be a huge deal that affects a ton of people, but I wanted to write a quick explanation in case anyone does wonder why I'm choosing to leave the podcast. I want to preface all of this by saying that there is no animosity between me and Josh and our producer, Matt. I appreciate them both very much, and we are all on good terms. There are several reasons why I'm choosing to step back, but for the sake of brevity, I'll explain two major ones. The first and foremost reason is simply time and energy. I work full-time, I'm in school full-time, and I run the youth ministry at our church as a volunteer. There are probably some people who can juggle all of that easily, but adding a podcast on top of that and doing the podcast well is too much for me right now. The second reason for leaving is that I am not sure that I am happy with what the podcast is accomplishing. I do appreciate and believe in the mission of having discussion with people who hold different beliefs. I think that it is important. However, I feel that the way I've been doing it on the podcast often risks communicating that I think all beliefs are acceptable to hold and I don't want to communicate that. As by far the most theologically conservative person on most of or all of our episodes, I have struggled to balance showing respect for those who I disagree with and being firm and standing for the truth. I think that for the most part, I have failed to be firm enough and have risked appearing, particularly to those who are newer to theology, to give a word that I don't actually know, tacit, T-A-C-I-T, to give tacit approval of the legitimacy of some views that I think are dangerous and even heretical. As I said, I do think discussion across theological lines is important, and I believe a healthy balance can be found, but I don't think I found it, and so for the time being, I'm not comfortable broadcasting it. With all this said, I love Josh and Matt very much and wish them the best as they continue the podcast. May may God lead us into the truth as we seek him in his word. In Christ, Andy Herman. So yeah, so Andy is stepping down. Uh, but just real quick, just to reiterate, there is absolutely no animosity between uh, myself, Andy, or Matt. Uh, Matt is still here on board with us, uh, still going to be producing. Um, Andy and I are still <laughs> great friends. And in fact, actually, I really respect Andy for sticking to his guns and, and uh, you know, wanting to step away. That's fine. And so um, I just wanted to thank you, Andy, if you're listening, for the, the time, the energy, the effort that you put in. Thank you for the, the great conversation that you've uh, brought to the podcast. Thank you for uh, challenging me, for challenging challenging our guests, for challenging our listeners, and ultimately, thank you for loving Jesus and loving him enough to want to share him with others. So, Andy, again, thank you, and we wish you all the best. However, uh, with that in mind, we do have a new host, and I'm really excited about it. He's actually a super good friend of mine, and his name is Marty Frederick. Marty, what's going on, man? How's it going, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. So uh, some of you might remember, or maybe you don't, but Marty was actually on an episode of Theology Doesn't Suck like way a long time ago. Like, when was that, Marty? That was before you moved to Chicago. 
Yeah, it was like either late November or early December, somewhere in there. I think it was December. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so somewhere in there. So quite a while ago, we had a an episode on credo baptism, and Ma- uh, Marty made the case for that, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, so Marty has agreed to come on and be the new host on Theology Doesn't Suck. Again, I'm super excited about it. And while we're at it, Marty, let's uh, let's tell some people about you. So tell us uh, tell us about yourself. All uh, right. Yeah. Well, my name is Marty, uh, as Josh has already so eloquently said. <laughs> um, so I live in the Chicago suburbs uh, in a town called Antioch. Uh, I serve in a church uh, in Grays Lake, Illinois, called Grace Community Bible Church. And uh, it's just an awesome place. And I'm a worship pastor here. So this is my second job as a worship pastor. I've also been a youth director uh, I've also kind of been like a volunteer worship leader in places before. Um, and so, yeah, the, uh, right now that's what I'm doing. I've got four children uh, aged nine, eight tomorrow. She'll be eight, hmm. uh, six and four. And uh, it's, it makes for a busy home and a loud home, uh, but it's, <laughs> it's totally worth it. And so uh, when I'm not uh, doing worship ministry type things with my church. I'm, you know, outside playing in the yard, doing family games, going on hikes, uh, you know, just enjoying life with my wonderful wife and my four kids. Awesome. Sweet. What, um, so what kind of, since this is a theology podcast, what kind of, uh, theological, uh, upbringing did you have? I know you have a really interesting story that I think our, our viewers or our listeners rather would, uh, really like to hear. Yeah, so um, I've kind of been a lot of places. Uh, when I started uh, as a child, I actually was at, I attended Willow Creek Community Church, uh, which is what it was at the time when I was attending there uh, as a kid. And so I was was in their Promised Land ministry, and uh, that was probably where the seed was sown for me to become a, a Christian and become a follower of Christ. But um, you know that became a little bit too far for my mom to drive. My mom was a single mom, just the two of us. And so that was hard for her to do that extra driving and, you know, work as many jobs as she needed to work to support us. Um, so we wound up uh, just going to a Catholic church because those are the same as Willow Creek, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so from there, uh, I really just had been, a, I was Catholic for the longest time. I was confirmed Catholic. I had my first Holy Communion Catholic uh, I did what they called CCD classes, and uh, that's kind of where I was given my education of the faith, uh, really even just at all, um, which led to uh, actually when, when I was in middle school, uh, my mom got remarried, and uh, we really had no faith at that point and kind of stepped back from church uh, just for, for whatever reason. That's kind of where things had gone. And uh, when, we, when, we, when we had stepped back from faith, uh, I, I really personally... I uh, had like a almost like a disdain for Christians, not necessarily the church, uh, but for Christians for some reason. Not really sure where that came from. Um, and so it was probably my sophomore year. We were invited uh, to come to a Christmas Eve service, which we couldn't go to. We had other family plans, but uh, we decided to go the next week. And uh, when I walked into that church uh, in Gurney, Illinois, uh, I just felt for the first time in my life like it was someplace that I belonged, like the first time I actually felt like I belonged somewhere. Um, and then from there, um, you know, had a bunch of different things happen in high school and college kind of had a little bit of a of a uh, prodigal son time where I kind of stepped away from faith and then came back. 
uh, again. And, um, you know, the, the, that could maybe be a podcast all on its own. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then at some point, uh, you know, finished college, uh, had been, had been married for about a year when I finished college. My son was born, uh, right after, right before I graduated. Um, and then I wound up going to Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary a couple of years later, which uh, uh, Josh is always really jealous of when I went there. <laughs> and that's it's just a really difficult thing for him to handle. He's laughing, but I can see him on Skype right now. He's got a couple tears dripping down his face, streaming down. Uh, I feel it. <laughs> it really hurts that he hasn't gone there. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, got a degree in uh, as a master's of spiritual formation, um, and I uh, just really loved my time there. And then that's uh, while I was in seminary, I really had an opportunity to focus on and kind of learn a lot about just how to disciple people and what people need to grow in their faith. Uh, and while while in seminary, uh, I was a uh, volunteer worship leader at a uh, Assemblies of God church. So kind of really was introduced to a really strong, charismatic side of faith. So I'd gone from like the evangelical free, sort of middle of the road, classic Christianity to this like you know, very different in charismatic faith that really has shaped who I am today as a worship pastor. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I'm just going to let people in on this. The reason Marty was messing with me about Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary uh, is because he has a seminary degree and I don't. But it stemmed out of this this joke that Marty used to play on me. He's a... Well, actually, let me ask you this question before I tell the story, uh, Marty. The only requirement I was looking for in a host to replace Andy was somebody who also liked ice hockey. And so you're yeah. a hockey fan, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a true hockey fan because I like a good hockey team that's won <laughs> more than one championship. And who yeah, might that, that, that hockey team be, Marty? Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Boom, there it is. So Marty is the Chicago Blackhawks fan. And so... On the regular, because Marty and I used to work together, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but on the regular, Marty would wear a Stanley Cup champions hat, a Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup championship hat, and he'd come into my office, and he would go, hey, Josh, you will never get this, you will never get this, but then, <laughs> but then the Washington Capitals finally won a Stanley Cup, and so I won a oh, single, okay. yeah. <laughs> Okay. And so I, I came I couldn't to, remember. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the clarity for our listeners. <laughs> I see you're great at this. I told you. Um, and then I ended up wearing uh, my hat or I told whenever they won, I told Marty, we got this high five. <laughs> and then <laughs> it switched over to his seminary degree. He would always hold up his seminary degree in, in the beautiful picture frame and say, you will never get this. You will never get this. <laughs> And so uh, there's that. So that's the kind of relationship Marty and I have. In case you that's guys right. are wondering, <laughs> that's right. And so, and I, I just, I always enjoy giving people a hard time, but uh, it's especially fun with Josh because Josh never actually gets mad, uh, <laughs> which makes it, which makes it more fun. You know, if people get mad, then you start to feel bad after a while, kind of. But Josh just laughs, just like you know, he just did. So. <laughs> exactly right. And then, well, I laugh in person, but then I go home at nighttime and cry myself to sleep. Um, I know that's what happens. But who cares yeah. what my therapist thinks? Uh, we'll, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, Marty and I actually, uh, just for some more background as well, I personally met Marty when my wife and I moved here uh, from Maryland to Florida, and we actually worked at the same church together. 
Uh, I was a pastor of growth groups and assimilation there slash teaching. Marty was the worship pastor. And uh, we got to, to be really good friends through that um, through that experience. Him and his wife, Kaylin, uh, were both super friendly to Noel and I when we moved here. Um, you know, they were kind of the first friends that we made. And uh, I very much enjoyed distracting Marty while he was trying to do his job. I think I'd, I'd bother you at least 10 times a day, maybe. No, no 10 times an hour. 10 times an probably. hour. Always. But you know what? It, it made it it made it worth it you know, every day because you know that place was so you know like you got to focus, you got to work, you got to work. So having you around made it like oh like this place can actually it could actually be fun. <laughs> maybe just maybe. Maybe I was just a bad influence, Marty. I think uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Because look, here's the thing: neither one of us are still there, and the common denominator is I came and then I left and then you left. So I feel like well, it's that's, that's <laughs> not that's not the common denominator, but that's the story for another show. <laughs> it is, and I'm sure we will get to that uh, eventually. Uh, but anyway, I'm trying to think if there's if there's anything else that you can share about yourself. Well, you have, you have some fun hobbies. You uh, so you lead worship uh, from your guitar. However, you're not, or maybe you, you would consider yourself now, but primarily you're not a guitar player, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I lead worship from guitar just because I didn't, as, as I was learning what my calling was, I didn't see many drummers leading worship. Um, <laughs> and so yeah. I really felt like I needed to like figure out how to actually play the guitar well. Uh, so I play uh, guitar as a worship leader, um, but drums is kind of my main instrument. And so uh, now that I've moved home, you know, one of the one of the many reasons that I moved back to Chicago was uh, I was finally an opportunity to play drums uh, in the band that I had sort of grown up in, you know, pl- playing in since like, you know, maybe like a sophomore or junior in high school and then all through college. And uh, just it was a really awesome opportunity to finally, like, get a chance to go and play with those guys again. Um, and so. Yeah, we we've been playing shows a whole bunch, um, you know, in it, it as far as the time as a band is concerned. But really, since we've been back, we've played since I've been back, we've played one show uh, and we've just we I actually today I was just spending some time uh, emailing places around the Chicago area to book some shows. So the band's name is DFW, uh, which stands for Dalbke Frederick Walsh. But it's also like a play on words of like the city Dallas Fort Worth because it's kind of like a blues rock band. Uh, and so Dallas Fort Worth is obviously one of the homes of blues, but Chicago, of course, is the best home of blues. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's the that's sort of the plan. Words DFW. So if you're ever interested, uh, obviously, please feel no obligation uh, <laughs> to go and do this. This is just I've now got this uh, this platform to do it, and so I'm going to do it. Uh, you can check out musicbydfw.com. Uh, to hear some of our stuff and uh, you could go to our Instagram page but our Instagram page has four photos on it right now because since we made the Instagram page we haven't played any shows or really done anything of value so it's kind of like well we could take a picture of rehearsal but that picture looks the same as the one we did last week so (laughs) you know so we're we're waiting for a couple shows to really get some good videos and pictures put up but uh, yeah musicbydfw.com is where you can find us so and so Marty the real reason that you decided to come you know join the podcast was that you wanted to only host on one episode so you could plug the band and then peace out right um I don't want to talk about that part, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually did forget to mention also, um, I do also get a chance to play drums for a guy named Curtis. And so if you ever want to check out cousin Curtis, uh, that music is actually really awesome. He's got a lot of 
followers and a great opportunity. He's just an awesome musician. Uh, so you can check out his music, CousinCurtis.com or any, an Instagram, CousinCurtis. Um, and uh, I get to play drums with him. It's a totally different thing uh, than what I do with DFW. So it gives, it's, it's a fun opportunity. Uh, and I also really like coffee. I like hmm. good coffee. I like to brew coffee. I like to, you know, I like to make my own pour over fresh every morning. I think uh, I may have played a role in Josh um, spending too much money on things when he first moved to Florida <laughs> because I introduced him to good coffee. I think, or maybe I didn't introduce him to it, but I convinced him that he ought to buy some of his own gear. Um, so yeah, I like I like doing coffee and I like music. So yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I. Uh so I always came, you know, I came to Florida thinking like, oh, you know, good coffees, like Starbucks is pretty good kind of thing. <laughs> and then, you know, I started working with Marty and Marty was like, dude, you're an idiot. Starbucks is gross. And then I was like, what? What are you talking about? It's so good. And then he gave me a cup of coffee that he would, like he said, he would make every day. And he said, try this. And then after I did it, I was like, wow, you're right. Starbucks is not like this. <laughs> yeah. I still hey, enjoy Starbucks. Starbucks, if you're listening, you over-roast your coffee. <laughs> Just wanted to say that. Oh, there we go. Oh, Also, now would be a good time to announce that Starbucks is the newest sponsor of Theology Doesn't Suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is my final episode with uh, Theology. No. All right, that's just a lie. Starbucks is, doesn't even know we exist. Uh, but, yeah, so that was, that was a pretty cool thing. Marty got me into craft coffee, uh, which was actually super helpful because at the time – uh, well, actually, as you guys know, I'm, I really enjoy craft beer. You know, I love going to different breweries, trying new things, uh, you know, sampling beers all across the spectrum. And uh, when I came to work at the church with Marty, uh, I was informed after we moved, you know, from Maryland to Florida, and I had been working there for a couple weeks, that there was an alcohol policy uh, where basically you weren't allowed to do it, period. Not at home, not on vacation, not on my birthday, not on Marty's birthday, not on Jesus's birthday, nothing, zero. Mm -hmm. And so I was not... Not even on George Washington's birthday. Yeah, not even on George Washington's birthday or Billy Graham's birthday or nobody. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it just was a bummer. But And so one thing that was really helpful for me in that time, because I loved craft beer so much, uh, was I got into craft coffee, you know, with Marty. And so Marty helped me... Um, not that I was like addicted to alcohol or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, you know, I needed somewhere else to, to appreciate. So the craft coffee mm -hmm. game was strong and I still enjoy, uh, a good cup of craft coffee. Yeah, it's the best. Absolutely. So is there, uh, anything else that would be conducive to sharing with our friends here at Theology Doesn't Suck, Marty? The, about yeah. yourself? Yeah, I just think I think one thing about myself in in relation to the podcast, I think, which is kind of cool, is that, you know, I think as I've listened to the podcast in the past, you know, what I really appreciated about what Andy would bring to the podcast was, you know, he had a lot that he and Josh agreed on theologically and a lot that they could kind of talk about and rally around. But then also there were things that, you know, he and Josh maybe didn't agree on. And so it brought up a lot of great conversational topics and ways that they could kind of, you know, stem off of each other uh, conversationally about different theological topics. And uh, from working with Josh for just a little little under a year and then just being friends with him for all that time and, and then since then, 
Uh, Josh and I have learned that we can have a great conversation about theological topics. And uh, although we do agree on a lot, there's one or two things that we you know, don't necessarily see eye to eye on, but we've appreciated the ability to have conversation around that kind of thing and not make it this like, well, you know, can we even be friends? Kind of, you know, like, <laughs> of course we can be friends. And, uh, you know, and so uh, I've, I've appreciated that about Josh. Uh, I've appreciated like just his... Uh, just his wisdom in that and his, his ability to have good conversation without uh, needing to like feel like he, you know, has to give up a position because he, you know, see, you know, someone's trying to convince him or something like Josh and I have that in common. Uh, and uh, I think that kind of is something that will probably help the podcast just continue along the same role that it was going on before when Josh and Andy were having communication. So uh, even though Josh and I do agree on probably more things theologically than you know, that Andy and Josh may have agreed on. I still think there's plenty of, that I can just pretend like I don't agree with Josh about <laughs> so that he has to feel like he has to defend his case. But, 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 but really though, I think I'll, I'll just bring a great, um, you know, conversational aspect to the podcast. That'll be a lot of fun. And Josh and I have had, uh, hours and hours and hours worth of conversation on theology that I, I just think um, will be awesome for this to finally bring those conversations out of the hallway at the journey when he was trying to distract me um, <laughs> to you know actually yeah. help people hopefully so yeah no definitely I think that's really good dude and uh, one thing too before Marty starts propagating this idea because there's one thing that Marty always makes fun of me for. He always says it, even though it's not true, but he loves to say that I don't believe in the devil, <laughs> that true. I don't he believe doesn't. in Satan. And he we always... Real, I, I've got text <laughs> proof, text message proof that Josh texted me that it says, I don't believe in Satan or the devil. And it has it like I, I could like, guys, I'll post it on the blog <laughs> and you can see it. I promise it's true. <laughs> so there's that. Maybe that, that might actually be a fun episode. We could talk about that. Um but that'd be really cool. But I do believe in the devil and Satan and demons and all that kind of stuff. Um, but maybe just not in the way that, that uh, Marty was used to. Or actually, I think the whole thing stemmed from me arguing that the snake in the Garden of Eden isn't Satan and there's no reason for us to believe so. I think that's where it comes from, right? That was the conversation? Yeah, it was a conversation like that. and and then But then there was something that you said as a joke. I don't believe uh, in the devil. Right. And so then... but. Guys, just erase that last sentence I said about Josh <laughs> saying it is a joke and just pretend that he believes that and I'll post it later and you guys can see that there. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Sweet. All right, dude. Well, no, that's awesome. I think, I think too, just uh, what Marty was sharing, because really the whole, just for people who maybe never got to hear the intro episode where we kind of laid out what we wanted theology suck doesn't suck to be, uh, we really talked about this idea of, of conversation around you know, differing theological perspectives. And that's something that we really try, you know, to bring to the table every, you know, every week here on Theology Doesn't Suck. And I know, um, you know, we've had a variety of, of guests on with a variety of perspective on things. And, you know, the conversations that we've had with them, I think has been really helpful, really fruitful. Um, you know, I like engaging in those conversations. I like uh, playing into people's ideas and trying to think through them in real time. Uh, which I guess sometimes can be bad because then it might seem like I'm propagating a belief that I don't necessarily hold. However, I also think it's helpful for myself and may, and hopefully maybe for other people as well to kind of think through those things, um, you know, in real time and, and just challenge ourselves and stretch ourselves as we uh, ultimately seek out 
uh, Jesus and, and, and seek out God in that relationship. And so, uh, Marty, like Marty said, we've had some really awesome conversations. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what kind of conversations, uh, you know, continue to happen here on theology doesn't suck. I'm excited to see what Marty brings to the table. Um, Cause I think it's going to be really cool. So yeah. uh, it's definitely sad to see Andy go, but I think Marty is going to do a fine job and you guys are really going to love him because he has a beard like Andy did. Andy shaved yeah. it, but <laughs> the beard is nice. I'm jealous of it. I can never grow one. Except so, mine's getting more white hairs. That's okay. Than I, than I would like, but there's a verse in Proverbs about white hair on your head and it being a crown of splendor. Oh, so, I'm just going to go with that. There you go. Look at that. Marty dropping Bible verses right away. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, just a quick question for you and, and maybe something that the listeners uh, could be wondering, but even if they're not, I think it'd be helpful to answer. Like, why did you want uh, to join Theology Doesn't Suck? Like, what makes you want to be a host on this thing? Yeah, I kind of talked about it there just a second ago. You did, um, yeah. But, but, I, but I think what kind of really stems from me wanting to be a part of this podcast is, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that, I mean, there, I guess I'll say there's a couple of reasons, but so I'll kind of list a few of them, but you know, the first one would really be, there's a lot of people out there that go to churches that teach really, really, really weird stuff. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of people out there that go to churches and they get told things that is just not the whole story. Uh, because there are pastors that literally believe that their people just can't handle to go deep and to get more and to understand like, okay, it's not just this basic, you know, I have so many great things for you, says the Lord, but like what that, what, what does that mean? And why shouldn't we apply that to our life as opposed to like understanding what God wants to teach us? Um, and you know, I've actually heard pastors say behind closed doors, we can't teach those kinds of things because our people can't handle it. They're not (laughs) smart enough. And, um, that really bothers me uh, a lot. And so, you know, I, now I work at a place where that's absolutely not the case at all. I've got a great senior pastor that really, 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 truly believes in like sharing everything, sharing de- depth and richness and going deep into things. And even though it's going to be kind of tough and it's going to be kind of hard, people may have to like have it like parsed out a little bit more, but that's okay because that's the idea that we want. We want church to be that opportunity to be that. But you know, there's always going to be those topics that you're going to go to church and you're going to hear about it. And then you're going to be like, well, wait a minute. I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. And I'm not sure that I even know what that topic is all about. And I think this podcast can be a great opportunity for people to hear what, like to kind of take a topic and say, all right, you know, let's talk about baptism and why is like, what, what is infant baptism? Why would someone hold that belief? And, you know, and then what, what is, adult believers baptism and why would someone hold that belief and then walk away from understanding both sides of the coin with that and say you know what I have respect in in a, in a good amount of, of belief for both position and I think you know there isn't a position that's right or wrong I think a podcast like this can answer questions like that for people uh, that maybe they wouldn't get it from their church on Sunday and you know it's a real shame uh, that there are pastors out there that think like the pastor that I used to work with, um, but it's the truth. And so we need to, I think, th- just as a general 
you know, huge faith community. We need to be able to build those people up and help them understand and see faith uh, as a thing that is meant to be questioned, as a thing that's meant to be grown through, like as something that you're supposed to try and ask questions and find answers to it. Um, and the answers might be duff. You know, the answers might be hard. The questions might be hard. You may not know how to articulate the question, but podcasts like this can hopefully help you articulate the question to your pastor, to those people that are nearby, or to us. You can email us and ask us to talk about something, and hopefully we can help you answer that question. If we can't, well, then I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll point um, you to somebody who can. (laughs) Right. So I I think that's kind of one of the big reasons for me, but then also I just... um, um, just a personal side, as I was mentioning before, I just really like having conversations with Josh about theology. Um, it's just a lot of fun and it's something that, um, I think is, is generally a good thing. Uh, and it's, it's worth having conversations. And, you know, if you don't have the conversation, uh, you're still going to be at the place you were when you asked the question in your mind about whatever that thing was. And so it's good to talk. It's good to hear people's opinions about things and, you know, sometimes you'll think you figured something out and then you have a conversation with someone about it and you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't actually have a strong enough opinion about that to be able to have a conversation on it. And uh, now I can. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really helpful. And I think that again is just a a really big thing that, you know, we try to help facilitate here at Theology Doesn't Suck is is that um, there are different perspectives on things. And uh, on our re- most recent episode, our, our actually two episodes back, the one about deconstruction with uh, Pastor Joey Svensson, he said something at the very end of that episode that I think was super important, that if you got nothing else from that episode, the one thing I would, I would hope people take away and what you know we hopefully are, are propagating here on this podcast is that uh, people like myself... There's a lot that we can learn and respect about um, people like Andy and people like Andy. There's a lot of things that he could learn from people like me and, you know, and respect about uh, people like me. And I think that's really important uh, to see and to help realize. Um, And also, I think, you know, one thing we had her on a a while ago, Bonnie Christian, uh, she said something in her book, A Flexible Faith, that has really stuck with me and really kind of been like almost a driving force, a mantra, if you will, uh, behind some of my reasoning. And it's, it's this idea that if there is a version of Christianity that somebody can accept, why would we only give them a version that they have to reject or deny? Mm. Um, and so I think that's really, that's really cool. And so to, to be able to hold on to the things of orthodoxy, to be able to, to, to ground things in Christ, in Jesus, because, you know, Jesus is the center. Jesus is the non-negotiable anchor of the Christian faith to ground things in Christ and then, and then stem out from there and, and, you know, ultimately seek to help people who, uh, maybe they're, you know, looking or questioning Christianity. What is this Christianity stuff about? You know, hopefully we can help those people. Uh, maybe there's people that are, are thinking about walking away from the faith or who have walked away from the faith. You know, hopefully, um, if anything, we can point those people to Jesus and say, cling on to Jesus and keep asking these questions because, you know, Jesus will help you through this. Or maybe there's people that have been, you know, in the Christian faith forever and just want to widen themselves or, you know, maybe try to hear different perspectives on something or whatever. Uh, hopefully we can help you too. So ultimately, um, I feel like we're in the business of just trying to help people through honest, genuine conversation, through being transparent and vulnerable and honest with where we are. And, um, 
Yeah, so I think I think that's really a, a cool thing, and I'm excited to have the opportunity uh, to do that with you, Marty, because I know um, a lot of the really cool aspects of our friendship uh, have been built on those kind of conversations, and so I'm excited to kind of bring those mm-hmm. things to light and uh, maybe use them to, uh, as a good Reformed person would say, to the glory of God. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm coming from. I just got a ding on my phone. I probably have to turn that off. Ding, ding. That's, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's okay. In church yesterday, actually, it's happened two weeks in a row. They haven't turned off the notifications on the MacBook, and so like <laughs> while pro presenters running, like just during the sermon, it'll be like ping. <laughs> <laughs> or, that's great. Or like you should figure out you should figure out like how to how to send a message to that computer and just like do it all the time. Oh, dude! You I know? yeah. Well, I think I figured what it what it is 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 one of the the tech people in the booth have their phone hooked up to it for whatever reason or something like that. So yeah. I I should call that person's phone so it does the Apple ringtone you know during the service. Well, that, that happened to me when I was working at the journey and it was after you had gone. Um, my, my phone was connected to the MacBooks that we had using that we were using pro presenter for. And, uh, the guy running sound forgot to mute the, uh, <clears throat> he forgot to mute the, com- like the computer audio on the soundboard. <laughs> and so I was actually teaching that portion of the message. Uh, and, uh, when I was in the middle of my portion of teaching, the like like there was a guy who was delivering food for a class that day and he called me to say I'm on my way to deliver the food and he was like 30 minutes early so he shouldn't have even been coming on the way at that point. <laughs> and so over the speakers in church while I was teaching my like the phone was it was like ringing over the speakers and everyone was looking around seeing whose phone it was and it was mine that's really funny how did that go for you in like uh Right, wrong, missing, confusing. <laughs> um, well, I just I explained the situation. And he said, "Well, we, we just need to make sure we don't have any computers connected to the, you know, any phones connected to the computers." Right on. Um, but you know, he. But we also knew the guy that was running sound that day was still kind of figuring our system out at okay. that time. Okay. And so, like he, but the sound guy should mute computers that aren't in use yeah that's an important thing (laughs) it was a it was a learning experience for a lot of people sure (laughs) that's good we can look at it as a learning experience yeah we learned today (laughs) sweet all right dude well i guess um if there's nothing else you want to cover about yourself or, or anything like that is there anything else that you feel is important or you wanted to say before we jump into our minor topic for the day no, just that uh, I like Josh. Josh is cool. <laughs> and um, if you don't listen to this podcast, you should start listening. But I guess if you heard that, you're listening. So, uh, yeah, listen to our podcast. Right on. <laughs> That's a good message. <laughs> listen to our podcast. Sweet. Well, um, so, Marty, since uh, it's your first go at this and it was actually your idea to, to have this conversation that we're about to have, why don't you introduce it to us for to introduce us? To it, for us. <laughs> I can't speak. Transitions were never my thing. <laughs> Don't you speak as for a living? I do. Okay. I do. I do. <laughs> um, well, you know, sometimes you have to play that game, though, as you figure out, you know, like, you know, what, how should I say this? And, you know, uh, speaking of games, um, the topic that I feel like uh, would be a cool topic just to kind of talk about for a little bit is, um, you know, is watching Game of Thrones 
um, and shows like that uh, an acceptable thing for a Christian to do? Ooh, that's a fun question. And I'm going to be, I'm going to preface the conversation by saying, honestly, uh, I have seen maybe two episodes, three episodes of Game of Thrones, not because I didn't want to watch it or I thought it was stupid or I was like, oh, blah, you know, some kind of lame argument like that. Uh, I just haven't watched it. And so I'll preface it with that. But I have a general idea of, of Game of Thrones. Is that that's a show that you watch, Marty? Yes or no? Yeah. So um, Game of Thrones, obviously, if you don't know, if you don't watch it, um, you know, Game of Thrones started a while ago, and it's based off of a book by uh, a guy by the name of George R. R. Martin. And um, the show is like an it's essentially like a medieval times like type show. It's loosely based off of um, like general, maybe what would be historical things. Uh, I, I'm not like it's it's main it's it's like historical fiction, I guess, is the best way to describe it. I've heard people try to make the case that it's based off of legitimate events, um, but like I, I I just don't know if that's true or not. So I can't make like a general claim. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't call myself like a Game of Thrones like super fan. <laughs> um, I you know I don't know like I don't like watch the watch or read the blog posts on the show or like you know there's actual people just like you and me, Josh, that do full podcasts like on this show. Wow, uh, right like, on! That's all they do. So I don't know what they're going to do after next Sunday, like when the series completely finishes, because um, this coming Sunday uh, is the final episode of Game of Thrones. Wow. Um, and so it's been running Ever. for quite a while, quite a long time. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah. Well, I don't. I know a bunch of my friends in college to like Game of Thrones, and that's actually where I saw it. Um, I know. I do know our buddy Chad watches Game of Thrones. Marty. He actually. Okay, cool. He actually binge watched like what season are they on now? Seven or something. I don't know. They're on eight, eight. now. Yeah. He binge watched one through seven over like a weekend or something ridiculous like that, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, when he was dog sitting for us, and <laughs> wow, yeah, and so now he's been watching it with good friends of ours from uh, from the church, and so I know Chad likes it as well. Um, okay, I always just joke with him and ask him if he's going to go watch his medieval porn, um, yeah. which I realize it's not my joke that uh, everybody says that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's and that's really kind of where I think the idea for a topic like this comes from sure. is to just kind of talk about that and say, you know, because um, I mean, the show, d- it does kind of have a, it as far as a storyline and like, you know, cinematic type things. It's, it's beautiful. Um, there's, you know, the, the way that they've crafted this story and the way that the authors crafted this story uh, is really, really, really quite in depth. I mean, there's there's a book. Um, one of the books that I've, my, my wife tried to read one of the books and she made it about halfway through, but it's very tough to read because, um, that one book is all based off of the same exact short period of time from the perspective of like 10 or 15 different characters that are introduced. So like, Mm. like you read this whole thousand page book and no time progresses by the time you get to the end, you've just gotten the depth and like the character building of like all these different characters of the show. Wow. Uh, which obviously like the TV show could never go that in depth, of course, you know, so you really, uh, have to kind of, you know, obviously it's just like every good book, you know, that gets made into a movie. You can't ever possibly get, uh, deep into it. Like you guys are reading 
uh, Harry Potter, you and your wife, yes. and like the the books are so much more in depth than the movies. Um, so there is that where like you can watch this show and get all this amazing, like this just amazing cinematic pieces and great character development and a great storyline. Uh, but then riddled into that is, as you kind of alluded to a minute ago, um, you know, what what many would even consider to be like, you know, borderline pornographic material. Um, in fact, I even read an article a few years ago where like uh, when when Game of Thrones came back for season seven, um, Pornhub actually had an uptick of like over a million more people <laughs> logging in to watch videos and they were all watching Game of Thrones clips. Wow. Um, wow. And so like in like they were watching previous Game of Thrones clips and new Game of Thrones clips uh, as probably well as other things, too. Um but so I guess for me, the conversation just kind of stems around that idea, you know, and maybe just you know, maybe I'll pose it as just a question, Josh. OK. Um, you know, for you, in your opinion, you know, what would be what would be something that would, you know, like like if you were thinking from the perspective of, a, of another person, uh, what would be a reason to maybe not watch Game of Thrones in your mind? Like what would be something that if you were to think about it and you were to say, you know, if I was this person, like I would never watch Game of Thrones specifically based around that topic. Sure. Yeah. So I think um, this kind of plays into almost like an episode we did a while back about should Christians drink alcohol? Um, and I think the the underlying bit to that message was um, just this idea that, oh my goodness, I lost my train of thought. If... <laughs> This, this underlying understanding that like, sure, Christians can drink alcohol, but if it's going to cause you to sin or cause you to stumble, then maybe for you, you need to stay away from it. And so I think mm. somebody who has a really strong addiction to pornography or maybe has a past addiction to pornography or, you know, lust or things like that might be something that genuinely, genuinely you really struggle with and things, you know, like Game of Thrones could be a trigger for you. Um, then it might not necessarily be the best thing for you to engage in. Um, you know, for example, I thought of something uh, a little while ago back. I posted um, on our Instagram feed. I was doing some song recommendations, just, you know, some fun things. And I, I recommended the newest Emery album. And if you haven't seen it, Marty, on the cover of the newest Emery album, uh, there's actually, you see a girl's like butt crack, basically. Like she's okay. nude and you see her from the back, but it's like a really artsy thing. The album's called Eve. So it's like, a, it's playing off of that idea. Um, but there was actually a, a, a um, Instagram subscriber, follower person that commented, it was like, hey, did you ever like think about or consider that this could really trip, you know, somebody up? Um, and honestly, before I posted, I didn't think that. And so I responded to them saying, you know, I'm sorry, like that was never our intention. This is just, you know, the cover art of the album. Um, this is the idea it's working out of. They're not trying to be inappropriate. This is, you know, it's based off this idea of Eve and the Garden of Eden, those kind of things. Um, and so I think people like that, it's, it's important, um, you know, that, that it might not be the best thing for you. But I also think um, if you are married like myself and perhaps... Uh, maybe you really enjoy the show and you don't really have, you know, like a porn addiction or something like that, but your wife, you know, has seen the show and she doesn't like the fact that there's, you know, naked girls in it or whatever. Um, 
and that's a, an issue for her, I think that's a really important conversation that you should have with, you know, with your wife. Um, just because, you know, that's, that's honoring to her, um, and to your relationship ultimately. So, um, I think it really comes down to the person and, um, yeah, I don't know what they do with yeah. it. What do you think? Well, I think, you know, I think you really have spoken pretty well on that idea that like, you know, it kind of is, you know, based on the individual, based on the person, you know, like the personal thing for me was, um, I remember, you know, my wife and I had kind of talked about, you know, it was just some evening and, uh, she said, Hey, we need this and this from the store. So I ran out to the store and when I came back from the store, she was in bed. And I was like, what the heck? I thought like we were going to like do what we were like watch a movie or something tonight. And she had just gone to bed. I was only gone for like 15 minutes. So <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. My wife can fall asleep in pretty much any situation. Uh, <laughs> and like you, you can have like a jet engine next to her. And she'd like if she had a blanket and a pillow, she'd snuggle up and be in bed in about 10 seconds. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was kind of saying, well, now what am I going to do? Because we were going to watch this movie. I can't remember what movie it was. And, you know, I said, well, you know, let me just see what's on, you know, if I, if I can find anything worth watching on, on demand, on Comcast On Demand. And so I was kind of looking through the different things, and everyone had been talking about Game of Thrones. I think they were in season six or whatever at the time, and I thought, oh, you know what, like, let me just watch one episode, you know, kind of get the idea, like, maybe this would be interesting to watch. Um, so I watched the first episode, uh, and I was, so mind you, I was by myself. Uh, my wife was in bed, the kids were in bed, and so I'm, I'm kind of downstairs in the living room, my wife's upstairs in bed. And I was I watched the first episode and then I kind of watched two or three, maybe four more. Um, and then the next night I watched one or two. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden my wife kind of came in with one a couple nights later. And she's like, oh, what are you watching? And I said, oh, this show Game of Thrones is kind of was curious about it. But I was like, I don't know if we would if you would like it. She goes, what do you mean? I love these shows. I love these like old historical like, you know, fiction type shows, that, like especially when it comes to like that kind of thing. You know, so let's start it over from the beginning. And uh, so I was like, oh, my gosh, I've watched like nine episodes. I can watch them all again. Um, but, you know, as we started watching those, my wife said, I, I can't believe you were watching this by yourself. Like this is this was this must have been tough for you because she knew uh, that in the past, in my past, there had been a pornographic addiction uh, for me. And so to sit there and watching be watching these shows by myself uh, to her was like, wow, like I wouldn't expect that you would want to do that. Um, and it, you know, it wasn't because I was, you know, like, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't care about that kind of thing, but I actually hadn't even thought about it. Mm. Um, and I, and I think what my wife pointed out was it's important to think about those things and to make the decision based on who you are. And, you know, like I, I hate to put it in these terms. And so like, I don't want to necessarily say this with like a, like amount of strength behind it, but you know, maybe it's one of those things for some people where, uh, like you're like you have had victory over uh, something like this in the past. And it I think like kind of like Josh said, I think you need to gauge for yourself, you know, do I want to tempt myself continually and, you know, maybe have victory over and over again? Or do I trust myself enough to kind of say, like, I can do this uh, with a with a with an enough amount of, you know, like I, I with, with with a strong enough conviction where I can say, no, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to engage in that, you know, afterwards kind of a stuff. Mm. And um, I think for me, oftentimes the hard part is like, you know, there's a new character that comes on the show and that character a couple episodes later um, is naked. And then you kind of sit there thinking to yourself like, oh, like. You know, I wonder if there's other pictures of this this person naked. Sure, you know, I sure. wonder if I could find other other pictures and I wonder what that and so I think the it's important to kind of say, 
Like, I need to guard myself and know what I can handle, know what I can't handle. Um, But then, like you said, like, have a conversation with your spouse. And I I think oftentimes our spouses know us better um, than we know ourselves sometimes when it comes to, like, what we can handle and what we can't. Um, But then, like you said, I really appreciated what you said, Josh, about, like, you know, talking with your spouse just and knowing, like, you know, what 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 is what is his or hers opinion on you watching this show um and kind of saying you know is there going to be something where if you wa- if i watch this show and i look at these other people or whatever you know are is that going to be something that's going to put a wedge between us cuz maybe it's not pornography but maybe for your spouse it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um like maybe you don't struggle with pornography but maybe you watching a show that has that much of, you know, sexual uh, innuendos and inclination to it uh, will be something that's offensive to your spouse um, to to the level that it would be hurtful to them that you are watching this show. Uh, then I would absolutely say, you know, just just out of respect for your spouse, just say, okay, I'm going to choose to not watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Josh, there's a whole nother side of the <laughs> show that we haven't talked about yet. Um that and that's just the just the violence aspect of the show. Yep, I'm glad you pointed um, that out. Yeah, and so I, I was curious to hear from you because I know you have some pretty strong opinions um, about, like, for instance, like gun use and things like that. And obviously, there's no guns because this is like set in like, you know, the, ele- the swords the are cool as long as it's not a gun. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> no weapons, but. You know, <laughs> Um, so I wanted to kind of uh, hear from you and your perspective on that because this is not just your typical, you know, someone gets cut kind of thing. Like there's a lot of things in it. Like there's a scene where you see a guy uh, stick his fingers into someone's eye <laughs> or eyeballs and squeeze so hard that the guy's head explodes. <laughs> and uh, you would think, oh, well, th- certainly they won't show it, but they, they do they show do, it. They do, yeah. Uh, and so there's just gore everywhere and like – you know, sometimes there's times like someone will get their, you know, they'll get sliced in the in like their stomach and like they'll show like their innards like falling out. And like obviously people aren't actually being hurt. Right. Um, and so I want to I want to ask you like what your perspective on that is, given the idea that from a historical context side, that may have very well been the style in which things occurred then. You know, I just as I've been watching the show personally, I've thought. You know, this is probably like li- like literally how things were. Just this like brashness, uh, just this coarseness of humanity. Mm-hmm. The way that like life was viewed as like if you do this, you're gonna be killed. You're gonna have your head cut off, and like then they really do cut off the head, and people will go watch someone get their head cut off, and like that's like a part of the sh- like it's like almost a show. It's like we we can't wait to go and watch this like you know this person get murdered in front of us, <laughs> right? Um, so just kind of curious what your thoughts are with that. No, that's, that's, a, that's a very good question. I think um, without trying to sound like too much of a smart ass, I would say that if, you know, that bothers you, then don't go read the Bible, especially not the Old Testament. <laughs> because I think yeah. there are some extremely graphic things in the Old Testament. And I think a lot of that, uh, what, what the Old Testament is doing, at least in my understanding, is critiquing the human condition and saying, look how evil and vile people can be. These things are not good. They are not of God. And so I think uh, from that perspective, I think you kind of hit it on the head with the historical bit. That's just, that's how things were. Um, that's a very real thing. And I guess um, to maybe draw allusion to a, another thing, there's a, a film that I really, really, really like. It's one of my favorite movies. 
Um, and it got a lot of flack when it first came out because of how extreme it is, but it is also very, um, you know, uh, right on as far as, you know, historical, uh, accuracy goes. And that movie's called Django Unchained and it's a, a Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx movie. And, um, he's a slave in that movie and then he gets freed and then, you know, goes and tries to find his wife. It's a really, it's a cool movie, uh, but there is gratuitous use of the N word. There is a lot of racism. There is a lot of violence, uh, but also it's, it's dead on to the, you know, to the history. And so I think for me, when I see violent things like that, um, I think it, if anything, for me, it just is a, is again, just a critique of the human condition, the human plight, um, you know, of just how vile we can be and, uh, things like that. And so I've never really had a problem watching movies like that. Um, but I have thought about that before. Uh, but then also something that is interesting that I don't know if it even makes sense is that I, I don't really like playing games like call of duty, um, specifically because of, of some of those reasons. Uh, but then for example, like I think Grand Theft Auto is a fun game. So like, (laughs) I don't know, I'm all (laughs) over the place. And so I, but also I haven't played Grand Theft Auto in a long time. And when I think about it, when I go to play it, I'm like, I don't know if, if, um, that's quite right for me right now. So I'm not sure. Um, I haven't made that, that jump, but I think, I think violence is just a, a real part of the human condition. Um, and I, I don't think sheltering yourself from it is smart and maybe going out and desensitizing yourself to violence also is, is probably not smart either. Um, there has to be some kind of balance there. And I think it, again, it might just come back to, um, the person like, should, uh, your kids sit down and watch game of Thrones? I mean, I don't know if they do, but probably not if these violent things are happening, um, or there's boobies on the screen all the time or whatever. But, um, like I think there's a maturity thing that comes with that. Yeah, and and I think you know when it comes to gore, I'm, and I think you know th- there was an interesting uh, sermon that our pastor taught uh, a few a few weeks ago where you know essentially part of the part of the idea was like you know what is it about certain things that we're willing to say yes to, and certain things that we are that we wholeheartedly would say no to, uh, and then say to ourselves. Um, well, this one's okay because, uh, but this one's not okay because, and, uh, you know, if if you really think about it, are those things connected or are those things actually separate things that one is worth saying yes to and one is worth saying no to? Uh, and I, and I think, uh, I think the topic kind of falls around the same idea, the same general idea, you know, maybe, you know, gore and that type of thing is just something you can't handle. I mean, I've had conversations with people who have said like, no, the, the nudity in the show doesn't really bother me all that much. I've never really been a visual person when it comes to that kind of thing. Uh, but man, I just can't handle seeing gore mm. and like, I just don't like violence. I don't want to watch shows with that kind of thing. Uh, actually a good, a good friend of mine actually who plays in the band with me, one of the guys that plays in the band with me, uh, I've known him since he was like a freshman in high school. So I don't know how long that is, but it's not, it's not like a year or two. That's <laughs> uh, a really long time, but I'd actually did not 
not know that about this guy, that he doesn't like violence. And so the number one reason he doesn't watch Game of Thrones has nothing to do with the pornography aspect or like the nudity side. But the reason he doesn't watch the show is because he doesn't like violence and he doesn't want to see that. Mm. And uh, he's like purposely chosen to take himself out of that realm and like remove that idea from him. So like there are, you know, he said even certain shows like some like, you know, if it's got like blood in it, he it's not that he can't handle it. It's not that he doesn't want to like, it's not, he's not one of those people that would faint on the side of blood because there are people that have that. Yeah. Uh, he just doesn't like violence. And so he knows like, Oh, I've, I've heard the show is pretty violent and I'm just, I don't want to watch that. Sure. And you know, I remember when we, when he told us that we were like, wait, what? Like we, we had never heard you say that before. And, um, what was interesting about when we heard him say that, was sort of this like, oh, in my mind, the very first thing I thought was like, well, come on, man, like it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but then I was like, wait, no, I have to I have to be willing to let this person have a valid opinion about that type of thing uh, and let them have it. And, you know, he doesn't need to watch Game of Thrones <laughs> <laughs> and and more so he doesn't need to uh, like like watching gory things because he's a guy or something like that. Like he if he doesn't like it, he doesn't. Um, so I think for me. You know, like like you kind of like you said too. Like you know, the Bible is full of gore, and like for instance, like you know, the Passion of the Christ is like a super gory Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Um, but you know, I don't think I think Christians would be super upset if there was a movie about the Passion story uh, without gore. I agree. <laughs> I think that's a because good point. I think it would completely remove like what like okay, wait a minute, like. You're, you mean to, you mean to tell me that all those things about him getting flogged and all that time, like there was just no blood, like what? Like I think that adds to the story, but I also think it gives us a deeper appreciation for what Christ did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously we're talking about Game of Thrones, and so I don't ever want to insinuate that there's like a connection between what Christ did on the cross <laughs> and watching the gory parts of Game of Thrones and being okay with it. Uh, but similar with the with uh, just like the, the like the nudity part of Game of Thrones, I think if that's something that for you is just like, man, I don't like that. I can't handle gore or man, it's just something weird about watching people getting their heads cut off and seeing that kind of stuff. You know, maybe the show isn't for you, but, you know, I would venture to guess that just because the show's been so popular. Many people have already kind of like you, Josh, they've seen a few episodes and like. Most people probably aren't even deciding necessarily based on gore or nudity. They're deciding based on like, I just don't like that show or that doesn't sound interesting to me. Um, And so I think there's kind of a general generality about that, um, that I think, you know, you, you can make a decision based on those things. But if you've never watched the show and you have a problem with nudity in your own life, as in like whenever you see it, you're triggered and you've got to go, you know, look stuff up. You know, in our day and age, you can just you can be at a coffee shop and you can use this cell phone <laughs> in my hand and you can look up whatever you want. And in 10 seconds later, be finished. Hockey you scores, know, right? And, That's what we're looking at. Right. Yeah. Hockey scores. <laughs> Is uh, that a sex thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, or you can you, you can say like, oh, man, like I wonder, you know, like I, I feel like if you Google like gore and guts and that type of thing, like, you know, FBI might be at your doorstep the next yeah. day, you know. Which, by the way, they're watching us and listening to us record this podcast, by the way. So I just wanted to say hello to the uh, CIA and FBI agent that are uh, assigned to listening to the recording of the uh, Theology Doesn't Suck podcast. Hi, guys. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying your cup of coffee from the cafe. Um, 
from the cafeteria. Uh, but yeah, I guess I would just say if you're one of those people and you're making a decision to to decide to watch the show and you're a believer uh, and you are generally new in your faith, but you've struggled with things like this before, I would have a conversation with your, you know, with someone that is important to you uh, that you trust and see what their opinion is on it, or maybe ask someone to watch with you mm. uh, and do whatever you can to remove or to add safeguards to your life and remove temptations. But if you're even generally, even in, in, on the slightest bit, you think, oh man, like this might tempt me. Then my suggestion to you as a pastor, <laughs> not as a podcaster, would Ooh, be pastor. To, to not watch the show. Um, but then I just told you already that I watched the show. So, <laughs> so I guess you could say <laughs> ultimately it comes down to this idea of discretion and wisdom. And discernment. And discernment. Some good, some good church words there. I know Pete Enns would yeah. be proud of the wisdom bit. Uh, we did an episode <laughs> with him on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, discretion, discernment, wisdom, all good and important things. I think the only other thing I want to add is, so maybe you've listened to the podcast for a while now and you have enjoyed the theological richness and depth that the podcast has had up until this point. Uh, And then we assured you that like this conversation, the conversations would be just as rich and just (laughs) as deep and just as fulfilling. Uh, And then you were super disappointed to hear that we're talking about whether someone should watch Game of Thrones (laughs) or not. Uh, I just promise you that this was just the topic that we just decided to talk about today. So like this was not like, oh, man, we can't wait to share all the awesome things we're going to share with you. And this is one of those amazingly awesome things. (laughs) We can't wait to have a conversation around. Uh, So I promise you that's not the idea here. And uh, you don't need to worry about that. Um, We have much, 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 much more in store for you uh, that do not fall under Game of Thrones, shallow theology and that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. We have some uh, some really cool guests uh, that we're working on, you know, getting lined up. Um, I think it would be really cool, especially we've been talking to to Matt about this, Marty. I don't know if you know this, but Matt actually, our producer, Matt, has a uh, nonprofit organization called Refuse to Use, um, which is like an anti-porn organization. And so I think a really cool thing, especially because it came up in this conversation, I think it'd be a really neat thing to do an episode uh, with Matt as our guest, our producer as our guest. Look at that. Uh, So he could kind of talk about that. And um, I think that could be a really uh, helpful and interesting conversation as well. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of cool things in store. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep on trucking, keep on moving through, keep on trying to, to provide, you know, quality content, quality conversations. Um, you know, hopefully I can, you know, lessen my heretical statements or something like that. I don't know if you guys think I'm a heretic or not, but if you do, I'll work on it. Um, or I won't. So we'll see how that happens. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. I was never good at, at wrapping things up. Um, but I guess we should probably do that. We're, we're at a pretty good natural stopping place. Uh, I think this has been a lot of fun, Marty. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, kind of where things uh, go from here. Um, but as far as important stuff, if uh, you haven't done so already, check us out on Instagram at Theology Doesn't Suck. You can also find us uh, on Twitter as well. We do have a Facebook discussion group. If you search Theology Doesn't Suck discussion group, um, there's like an an... Oh, actually, I'm going to have to update that. But there's a question uh, that you answer before you get in, but I'll be sure to do that. And then 
Uh, we also have a website, theologydoesntsuck.com. It's just been kind of updated. Uh, there's some information about Marty on there. Uh, you can go there and check that out. But also our contact us page is there. You can send us questions, complaints, concerns. Um, if there's anything nice that you would like to say to Andy, feel free to send it in and we'll make sure that that, uh, that gets to him. And aside from that, uh, please be sure to rate and review our podcast because that is a way that will help other people find us. Um, and we would greatly appreciate that. Um, anything you want to say to sign off here, Marty? Thanks for having me and, uh, look forward to, uh, just continuing in the podcast and adding more things. And, uh, you know, I don't profess to be a professional or, uh, you know, I'd like a, a master at any of these things, but I, I just enjoy conversation. And so hopefully the things that we talk about going forward can be something that can help you, uh, and can help us as we talk as well. So, yeah. Be at a fine look for forward us. To, yeah. Look forward to continuing conversations with you guys. Sweet. Awesome. Well, as I always say, until next time, let's go caps. Go Blackhawks. Thank you.